Welcome to High Cheese, a podcast dedicated to one score sheet fantasy league attached to the latest Major League Baseball season. Today's podcast once again features four of the league's 22 managers, Jesse Seguin, Bobby Cross, Mal Romanin, and myself, Darren Clark. We talk a lot of Major League Baseball news today, including the challenges of navigating the latest Major League Baseball wrinkle, non-juice baseballs, the idea of a Yankee complaining about another team's baseball stadium, we field a question from Justin Drummond, who, hey Justin, I know you're not feeling that great, feel better, we're thinking about you. And, and beyond baseball, we try to figure out the latest mysterious noise-making phenomenon brought to us by Jesse Seguin, of course, famous for the cat sounds from season one of High Cheese. And at some point, we force Mal to call us a bunch of assholes. So hang on, we got a brand new segment to dazzle you with and more baseball talk than you can fit into a box of Cracker Jack. Enjoy. And oh yeah, for for some reason, this podcast, this is a bit of a warning right here, may include lots of hockey talk to start. Even though I promised I wouldn't talk hockey so as not to make Jesse angry uh, on this podcast. Again, not to make Jesse angry again because I made him angry a lot over a course of a couple days because it's kind of what I do. So, yeah, you know, just try to enjoy the hockey talk. Cool. How you doing, Bobby? I'm all right. Nice. Good stuff. Got myself my, uh, my three beers to get through it. So <laughs> what are you drinking? Um, I got some uh, old-style Pilsner. Oh, I don't see, never seen that one before. Oh, oh. it's a pretty neat little can. We got, uh, we got some mountains. We got a train, an airplane. Um, we've got some bunnies playing on the grass. Nothing says bunnies like playing on the grass. <laughs> what, you, what do we mean on our beer can? Nothing says bunnies happy playing like on the bunnies. grass. Yeah. Just for Bobby. <laughs> I actually saw a rabbit, a bunny, a bunny rabbit downtown when I was getting off work yesterday, walking in behind St. Paul Street there. Downtown, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't think. It's amazing yeah. how much it's changed downtown. You remember downtown St. Catharines behind there, it was just a wasteland. And now it's actually, it's still sketchy in spots, like the stairs that go up through a little, I don't yeah. know if you guys know that stairs that go through that shady little tunnel there. You don't, you don't want to go through that tunnel. Especially at night. But the part yeah. where Brock University is and by the Performance Arts Center is pretty cool. So just waiting for our boy Jesse here, eh? Yeah. You want to talk hockey at all, you better get it out. Because I because I think I've managed to get on his good, last good, nerve, uh, which is fair. Little one nothing lead for those Rangers after one. Well, we could talk hockey, just not the Leafs. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think he's done with it. Yeah, and I'm sort of, I'm that kind of guy, like when I get, I'm like a dog with a bone sometimes yeah. like that, and I'm just like trying to sort it out, and then when I hear things, I'm like, yeah, man, that ain't right, and then I'll be like, then start breaking it down, and I realize, like, what am I doing right now? Like, I just take a step back. The person's not interested. Jesse's not interested in this, really. Um, and it's emotional, right? Like, it's a, yeah. it's a bummer, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I was outside, and Caroline comes out, and she says, uh, what's the matter? 
this is after game seven and they lost. And I said, oh, I said and I say, you know, well, because she has no idea that I was watching hockey games. She just doesn't care. Right. It's not on her radar. I said, oh, you know, the Leafs lost. And I just thought maybe this was going to be a different year. And she's like, oh, maybe it'll be different next year. And she starts howling. <laughs> you know, like here's somebody who knows nothing about hockey. doesn't care at all. And even she knows. Yeah. You know, like made herself laugh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> This stuff. My mom was so bummed out too. It's oh. funny because my mom is like diehard Leaf fan for her whole life, and she's so it was weird. She was mad at Mitch Marner and Campbell, really, which was I thought interesting choices. Why? Uh, my, and my mom generally knows her stuff. She just felt like like Campbell could have played a little better, really? and that Marner and those last couple games could have pushed it a little bit harder. I thought Matthews is the one who didn't show up for Game Seven. Like I just didn't think. I thought he, I expected a lot more in that big moment. And mm-hmm. he, I thought he was their worst of the big guys was Matthews. You know what mm-hmm. I feel? I feel bad because everybody's like, you know, McDavid's do he, he elevated he his great. game and everything. He was great. Yeah, it's against Los Angeles, man. Yeah. Like let's settle down a little bit. Like it does yeah. help playing against Los Angeles as opposed to say yeah, Tampa. That's right. That's fair. But still, I they'll, they'll get whomped by Calgary. I think. I think so too. I think so. I mean, Calgary's not really a whomping team. Like, it'll be 2-1, 3-2, that sorts of games. Yeah, but, but I, I expect, told. like, five games, maybe six. But Well, Jesse just mentioned, he's like, what are the odds on Cody Cece and Tyson Berry going past the first round before the Leafs, right? Like, not good. <laughs> that is a little salt in the wounds. Yeah, 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 well, for sure. But I don't think it means anything. I can't <laughs> think it's going to end right here. You know what I mean? Calgary. Sorry, Jesse. CC playing 20 minutes a night, too. Yeah, come on. I love how I come into the conversation on that note. So, <laughs> well, it all started with me saying we can't talk about the Leafs because I have annoyed Jesse. So, no, it, it, I, it wasn't you at all. I just, it's my way of, it's my coping mechanism, stopping it for a little while, you know? Six years is rough, man. Six it years is. is rough. It's it a is. long, long and I think, time. And we talk about it a lot through the season of how, we thought this this was different, right? Like we actually had an opportunity, but then they faced Tampa, and it's like, for fuck's sakes! <laughs> and you, you know what it is? Like when when you guys when Justin was talking about not caring about going past, either you either you win a Stanley Cup or it doesn't matter, right? But I just think like bat flip, it does matter, right? Like yeah. the 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 bat flip, like the 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 Leafs need a bat flip moment. You know, they we really you really haven't have you had that in your lifetime well Me? doug gilmore doug yeah, gilmore yeah. was the yeah, gilmore. right that's what i mean yeah, right? but how old jesse how old were you alive? i saw all that stuff Gil- oh yeah oh yeah definitely a lot exactly. like that's my memories of when what i became a huge Lee fan was gilmore 93 doing the double wraparound with joseph yeah. right like yeah like that was, or borshevsky tipping it in is what i first remember right yeah, yeah i get bob rails right? point shot yeah right right and then i still have those 99 teams too right the ones with mcgillney and the ones with sundin like those were final four appearances too right those were fun beat beating buffalo and 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 stuff like that like i remember those series right so like i remember going up and down the streets honking my horn celebrating and the fact we're we're going to the semifinals or whatever like that so wow yeah but i mean this is like i thought again this was a different year than the last i felt but again you face tampa and you know the day tampa is the best team in the league whether you'll you think otherwise or not, right? So it's just a, a tough match to be in your first round. You know? They're still the favorite. They were the favorites to win the series. Way to go. I mean, well, they were. I don't know. Way I don't know how. I mean, 
maybe maybe just because of being in second place to third place, but I mean, you're still playing the two-time defending champions. Like, no doubt. You not... Oh, they're a good hockey team. There's no, there's right? no doubt about it. And what, what no I doubt really, about it. What I really noticed actually through the series is I thought parts of the time we were better than them, but like Tampa really knew how to shut no it doubt. down those game six and seven, right? Like they just stay in front of the net and Tampa's adjustments. Inside. You know where I noticed a big adjustment was them handling the Leafs to me are two things to be dominant, which is pressure and puck control. And they really diffuse that pressure, especially the pucks along the boards coming out of their own end. They had a couple neat little tricks where they would figure out a way to get the puck past the four checker and the D man would sometimes not even touch it, but rather just sort of interfere with the guy coming at him. You know what I mean? Just get it physically engaged with them to allow the puck to get passed into the next Tampa guy. Tampa made some really nice adjustments. Like the, it's a well GM team, a well coached team. Like it's and, they, a, and, and they know how to play enough in the fence where they can push that line where it's, it's, Sort of interference, but not quite interference. Where, like you're talking about, just cutting them off a little bit and stopping the play, or yeah. it's not a penalty to a degree, right? Like, which is like that, the, the effectiveness of the third line we talked about, right? Which I thought yeah. was an X factor going into that series. They were eliminated. Like, I didn't even, I thought plays were dying on their sticks every time. Like, Envo wasn't doing anything. Sure, and it was, it was, no, you know, and, sure. and McKay, who I thought was taking another step this year, like he looked dominant through those last little bit of the season and he was completely ineffective. Completely and it, faded. He was tight, man. You could see right? him around the net. He just had no feel. I mean, he's not the the most gifted hands either. guys, yeah. but he was doing the first panicky thing that went into his head. Right. Net, but I mean, you know? throughout the season, those guys were burning up the wings, driving Absolutely. the net. Like they were, yeah. they were looking like they could be difference makers in the series, right? And yeah. it turns out, what was the difference maker in the series was Tampa's third line and yeah. stuff like that, right? Like it wasn't their top guys. Like Toronto's top guys matched them tit for tat right it was yeah. it was the third line the Hagels and the Coltons and the and the Nick Pauls that you mentioned Darren that that really Probably took control of that series, series and, and got them the goals they needed to Toronto yeah. needed a guy like that they needed a Nick Borchewski to tip a puck in to win the game it wasn't yeah. going to be it wasn't going to be the top guys all the time right they did what they should have did they I think each of them had nine points or a point a game or something like that yeah. even Tavares who started slow ended up finishing I thought the last three games were really really strong I felt so he's a hard guy to measure because I think what he does when he's doing well isn't that splashy. Right. You know, so I think sometimes I'm guilty of undercutting what he does when he's being effective because it's not, it's not Austin Matthews, right? He's not right. And that's never been his game, right? He's always been a grinder and a guy that, that is behind the goal line in front of the net, making the net. short plays like that. Right. He's always scored goals like in tight or in place like that. He does a, a few shifty things here and there that you're surprised he can do. But at the same time, he's a grinding line, a, a grinder, right? Like he's always been really good with guys like kind of like Crosby in a way. He's always been effective with Brandon Rust and, yeah, he's, he's and a, guys who are down low yeah. playing like he does, right? He's like, just a bit yeah. of a poor man's Crosby, Crosby's which is good. pretty good. That's the perfect way to say it, actually. Yeah. Which is yeah. you know, still awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as sure. bad as the season as he had, he was still a point of game guy, which – Again, I was surprised to see at the end of the year after all the shit he was getting. And same with, with it's Bill. A, it's the, the money, getting, right? Still, it's just uh, the money. Well, it's the problem sure. of the salary no cap. It's a no problem doubt. with the hard cap is that we talk more about how much money people make than the yeah. – and it's a shame because it's not an interesting conversation, really. No. Is it? None of us get it. It's a joyless conversation. Yeah, but you know, it's just North American sports, like you say. Yeah. Our, it's funny how our world and, – and North American, you know, free enterprise capitalist society. Sports are socialist because yeah, yeah, it's hilarious, so, right? Like you mentioned, socialism so they can all make money. 
<laughs> you know, if you the president of the United States says, you know, we're going to have to place limits on the amount of profit, you know, own people can make in general because it's, it works against the, the the greater good of society. People are like up in arms, like yeah. people and, and in America, I mean, literally up in arms, yeah. right? Like the, they've got the weapons out, but it's it's exactly what those guys do in sports. It's it's crazy, crazy. I want I, we probably should get to, to talking some baseball. Um, I, and I thought the first thing I wanted to mention, and then we can explore what we want to get Bobby involved too. Like poor Bobby, listen to us talk about hockey. Uh, <laughs> the first I noticed that there's hardly been any deals. Obviously, I made the uh, the CJ Cron deal. CJ Cron, I traded Yuri Perez for him, uh, but there hasn't been a lot of deals. And I think the reason for that is is that, and I feel very much the same way. Is it's really tough to calibrate the league because there's so many anomalies and what's happening generally is so extraordinary. And I thought the perfect event to symbolize that took place last night. Cause you had Chad cool and Merrill Kelly, both entering the games with ERAs below two. They didn't exit that way. <laughs> I could tell, they found, found themselves getting more to their level by the end of that game. Cause they both got rocked last night. But I don't know about you guys, and I wanted to see like what each one of you thought about it. I'm really struggling to know who's who and what's what and what's going on with the league, given we've got guys with ERAs of one and guys with ERAs seven, and it's not necessarily along the, the conventional lines that I would suspect would happen. Well, it's definitely a lot of surprising breakouts this year. I don't know if they call it breakouts, but surprising performances with players, as you were saying. I thought about drafting Merrill Kelly in, in, during the initial draft, and I'm like, I can't draft Merrill Kelly. Like, right. five ERA? Like, is that what yeah. I really want? And then you look at it going, holy shit, I should have drafted Merrill Kelly. Like, is, is ERA is like, now up to 3.8. We'll say it after last night. Like, I can remember after we submitted our, our uh, during the draft, we were talking because the guy took Tanner Houck, who I love Tanner Houck. Mm -hmm. And I said, Derek, he goes, what are you doing? Not protecting Tanner Houck. I go, well, who would I take off? And he goes, Josh Naylor, come on. And, and I'm like, yeah, makes sense. Good suggestion. My best player. <laughs> Josh Naylor. Like, yeah. It's like, he's still going. Like, it's great. Right. I mean, Tanner Houck's done, it's like, whatever. But it, I'm like, Still a reasonable thought. It's just how stuff you can't predict. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, look at that buddy in there in, in Los Angeles. Who's like that? the best hitter in Los Angeles is is Ward or something like that, isn't it? Isn't the guy like having like a 1.2 yeah. OPS or something like that? Like who yeah. now he was that? a first round pick, but he never he just hadn't done anything. Like right. Right. I think Madden was saying, like, if this guy becomes a fourth elf beater, that's like his bread and butter right there. Right. And now he's like, how do you take this guy out of the lineup? Right. That's right. And he was a he was a supplemental pick, round thirty six. He was exactly because uh, he was an afterthought, right? I like, had him last no year. I took him in the in in the original draft, like at the end of it. And of course, he did the same as he's done the other three years. Nothing. Hold, <laughs> hold on one second. Who's got TV on? Oh, I do. I'm watching the Jays games. So I turn the J. I turn the sound down. <laughs> I was gonna say it must be me. <laughs> well, base is loaded, so I couldn't find it up so a you can cat. They just got to run. So <laughs> they just at run. least it's the Jays game, and I'm not watching anything. Like I, 
normally like, normally Jesse's eyes are yeah constantly on the Leafs game over here. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah well, that's not happening about anymore. that anymore. So, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna watch the Jays game here. The one-one now. So sorry, Mal. You were we interrupted you when you were telling us about another guy that you let go who's having. Yeah, a great well, season. yeah. This is a, absolutely. There's a lot of those stories, but um, all of a sudden <laughs> here he is. You know, this, uh, next like is it next to Trout? He's our best hitter. <laughs> you, you do have a lot of those, eh? Wasn't it last year? Wasn't it the buddy there from Milwaukee too that you, you let go? Well, Peralta. And... Yeah. 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 You can't predict it. Though, Strangely right? enough, know. he is not. Ha- this last couple outings, but he had a bad start this year. He did. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, was... that's what's so hard for me is that I can look at the top. For a while, there was, I think, 25 guys with ERAs under two. And I can look at that list and pop like spot a lot of guys and like, yeah, you know what? He's a great pitcher, but there's also guys who are like, what the hell is Chad cool doing in here? You know, you know what I mean? There's a, there's also like a greater amount of guys than I'm used to seeing having extraordinarily great starts. Uh, Bobby, what was your take on the whole thing? Uh, well, the beginning of every season's up for grabs anyways. Right. True. Um, and I, I expect guys like, shirts or who's been in the league for 15 years to have a great start i don't know what his stats are but i expect guys like that to have great starts but you're right chad cool's kind of an outlier there like were his starts in colorado it it shouldn't really matter if they were in colorado or san francisco or it doesn't make a difference but um those guys you got a little more of a, a limited innings right you're looking at what four starts five starts six starts at this point yeah um but some of the batters like like the guy in uh for the angels ward guys like him who've logged 100 at bats already or 150 at bats um just off to fantastic starts and some guys that that aren't i mean look at the new york yankees i mean right now they're running away with that division yeah and they've got they've got some guys that are really struggling on that team. Um, but then they got, got Nestor guys... Cortez who comes out of nowhere too, right? Like that's right. like, right. the area is like one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also watch him pitch and you kind of get it. You're like, Holy, that's nasty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So where was it? I guess. Where was it? <laughs> Sorry, Bobby, you were saying, but uh, your, your original point was uh, you had mentioned about trades being made in our league and i think as far as as myself i'm i'm really conservative when it comes to trading and i like to wait and see which teams are going to be the sellers and that normally doesn't happen until july mm-hmm. um i know some owners like like jesse are a little more upfront with their offers and aren't afraid to start digging deeper and, and making trades um but a guy like me, I like to kind of sit back. I like to kind of trust what I've drafted first. Let's give that a whirl and then try to make trades with guys later in the year. So, yeah, the league has been really quiet right now. Uh, it's hard for a couple different reasons. The early in the year thing, uh, not knowing what guys are going to do. Injuries are always a thing. First thing in the year, uh, you got pitchers throwing four or five innings. So it's it's hard. So uh, of the teams that have, uh, I'm looking at the, the best teams in the league so far, we got Dodgers, not a big surprise. The Yankees, I think, are a bit of a surprise. I'd say. 
Padres, Giants, Astros, Angels. I think a pretty big surprise. Talked a little bit huge, more there. Huge, actually. Uh, Tampa. I think Tampa. I think some people were writing off Tampa to a degree. The Mets would probably be, I think we can agree, the biggest surprise. And the one that's without the Angels, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. When DeGrom goes down, you think, oh, oh my goodness, right? They don't have, you know, they lost your boy there, Stroman. Right. Well, that was their two headed monster with, yeah. with DeGrom and Scherzer, right? And then you're thinking, all right, now DeGrom's gone. Now we just got Scherzer. And, and I think they had a couple, they've had a lot of injuries, actually. I think they just lost Bobby's guy, McGill, I think, too, right? And, Didn't they? And by the way, Lindor stinks. Like, the, like he's not hitting again. Like, I know. Evening. Like, so I what know. happened? What do you think happened to Francisco Lindor? I mean, I don't know. Like, like you'd hate to think it's a contract thing. You know, it's what David I mean? Clarkson syndrome, you know, like he signs yeah. his big money contract and forgets what he does well. I mean, he still plays good defense, but sure. I wanted to ask, actually, I wanted Ooh. to follow up. And I forgot, Bobby, on that, when we, we were just talking about that topic there. You watch the Cardinals all the time, and Cardinals have a really wild assortment of production levels going on right now, with some guys being really disappointing. I mean, Carlson has been disappointing, O'Neill has been disappointing, and then you have other guys who are, who are entirely going off. What's your take on it, like through the filter of the St. Louis Cardinals, in terms of why some guys are doing awesome, some guys are being terrible? I don't really have an explanation for it. I mean, guys like Yachty, I, I expect them to hit 210 this year, 220. I don't expect much out of him. But a guy like Carlson, I I think he's he's borderline being really, really good. He's got power. He's got speed. He's got defense. The only guys that seem to be doing well are, uh, are Edmund and Arenado, Goldschmidt. And then it pretty much tapers mm. off after that. Uh, Your Paul boy Yepitz or whatever. But yep, as I was so heartbroken when he got drafted. He was supposed to be the, the DH, and then they signed uh, Pujols, but it ended up for working out well for Yepes because they sent down DeYoung to the minors. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I think, like we had just talked about a few minutes ago, it's early in the year. Guys are going to wake up. A guy like Tyler O'Neill, I think he should wake up. He uh, was questioned the other day about an, his poor performance to start the year, and he said that it was uh, he changed his swing completely after I think it was spring training and at the beginning of the season. And he said that he's still trying to recover from it. I don't know why you would do why that. Why would you do that? Guys always want more, right? You never have enough money, you never have enough hits. <laughs> wow, crazy. that's crazy. I would expect him to wake up, but uh, by the way, Jesse, I'm watching Hicks pitch right now, and his last start, I think he went five innings, so he's building up the pitch count. And right now he's in the third, and he's hitting 101. So, oh, Jesus. Odds on yeah. Aaron Hicks. Who's who's in for – we'll get a Jesse Jalopy right here. Aaron Hicks makes it past the all-star break. Buying or, or not? Jesse, he's your boy. I'm buying because he's on my team. I need him to. <laughs> Bobby? Uh, sure, I'll buy in. Why not? Mel? Yeah, I'd say. No, no, Obviously, I asked a question. But sorry, go ahead with, with Mel, Mel, what well, you're saying. Well, no, no, why do you think he's not getting there? Just based on the fact he's had, you know, some problems before, some health problems before. And it, to yeah. me, it's just it's such a max effort delivery. 
and it's a little bit crazy. For I haven't, in fairness, I haven't seen him since uh, maybe a couple of years ago before his last injury. So I couldn't. You know, what, what made me draft him is he was talking about saying he realized over this time that he doesn't have to throw max effort all the time. So I think he dials it up when he needs to, but then he realizes he can just learn on pitching well and effective. He doesn't need to throw 100. He can throw 95 and still get guys out, which. I mean, Bobby's probably watched it more than I have, but uh, what I was checking in on his starts, that's what I was kind of recognizing. He wasn't throwing 100 every single time he was out there. So, I mean, he only, he's only been going four or five innings every time too, which is obviously slowly progressing kind of thing, right? But I, mean, I like what I've seen so far from him. So hopefully he can keep it up and make it past the All-Star break, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, have you have you guys watched the new first? Jesse, do you got something in your hands down there that you're rolling around? I feel like we've had this poker chip conversation before. Like somebody had poker chips they were messing with. Not me. That was Stu, wasn't it? It might have been. I'm like, <laughs> do you have peanuts as well? But I just see. Have you guys seen the new kids in the hall? No, I hear it was great. I haven't seen it. I heard it was great. It's there's moments where I have to cover my eyes because I can't look at it, and then yeah. there's other moments where I am laughing because I just can't help myself. But one of the uh, one of the skits is they're on a Zoom meeting call and the boss is like, okay, last meeting, you know, Kozelski uh, was caught masturbating on the camera. So what we've done is, do you remember that blue drink? And one guy's like, that fizzy drink? That was great. It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, that drink actually had like nanoprobes going through your body so that we can tell when you're masturbating and your screen will light up. And then, of course, by the end of the skit, <laughs> and the screen's great. lighting up for everybody's masturbating, right? Like, <laughs> anyways. Just came to mind while we're doing it. Um, does does anybody have uh, Justin Drummond has a question for us tonight? But does anybody have anything they wanted to uh, to chat about? About the uh, the Aaron Judge comments about Camden Yards, which is actually perfect because then we can roll yeah. it right into Justin's question. Because Justin's question is, uh, and I think Justin was inspired by that Aaron Judge, who plays in a stadium that's kind of appears to be made by Mattel complaining about Camden and Yards being what was what did he call it a made-up park create your own create your, your own, own park build your own create park. a park right so like the oh. audacity of a, a park not to let like a, a fly ball from Aaron's judge <sighs> not go over the fence right um so Justin's question is and we could talk about the judge thing when you're talking about it but which stadium is a perfect ballpark not not in look but in terms of playing so not what is the most functional the best functional stadium for baseball in the majors. It depends on how you, you look at it. I mean, do you like the nooks and crannies or do you like the straight up uh, asymmetrical crap? crap? I think you answered that. <laughs> because if you like the nooks and crannies, you would like something like, like San Francisco where they've got a pretty wild thing going on out in what is it right center yeah it goes to like 400 and something feet out in right center um or like Fenway Park where the right field foul poles like 302 feet and then you've got left field with a 50 foot wall like it depends on how you look at it I think and you know what and, and I'll I'll kind of agree with that which is I think to me, the beauty of baseball is I like the idea that I think Fenway is a legitimate ballpark. I don't have any yeah. problem with it. I think it it kind of balances off 
things like pesky is it pesky's pole, pesky's pesky's pole. pole. yeah right, right and, and the monster with some really cool stuff there in center field like you got to earn it in a lot of that ballpark you know and, and even that, that monster can work against you you know for yeah. how long in the 80s 90s thousands do people like oh a big power hitter is going to boston he's going to hit 50 home runs Nothing. the best hitters in boston are ted williams wade boggs and i can go down a whole list Red of guys Lynn. like mike Mike Greenwell, Ready just left-handed hitters who bounce yeah. it off the wall out there. So uh, to me, I like, I like the idea to your point, Bobby, of there being a number of different ballparks that are legit where guys have to earn it, but there's still some fun aspects that add little wrinkles to the game that aren't as, uh, I don't know, lacking in um, integrity as say, well, like and that's why Yankee stadium. You know? It's why I loved what they did in Baltimore this year. I thought it was great. Moving, it was too easy to hit home runs to left field. And they yeah. created a little bit more, you know, honesty to the ballpark. And I know guys, yeah, they're bitching about it, of course. But then there's a wrinkle in there, obviously, with the ball wall going back just a certain, you know, area in left field. But yeah. it makes, makes a home run a little bit more legitimate there. And I think that, I think it's been great in Baltimore, you know? Yeah, I yeah, sorry, go as ahead. As far as honest parks, I mean, like I say, it doesn't have the character that, and it's the worst park, but for the field, Oakland. Like, it's yeah. like you got to hit it to get it out of there. You know what I mean? There's no cheapies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm cool with there being yeah. an Oakland type park in a, a Camden Yards in a Fenway park. It's the Yankee stadiums, right? That I think are ridiculous. It is because ridiculous. I mean, even Cincinnati can be a little bit like that. And it is. Philly's pretty can be kind of cheap on home runs as yep. well. It, I, I just want it to like to me where the whole damn field is pretty much a joke. That's I, I just that to me. What do you think, Jesse? You're the, I think the last one to weigh in here. Did you want to move your poker chips around your hand at all? <laughs> or, or turn on the volume on the baseball? I'll turn the volume up. Sure. The, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think the Yankee stadium obviously is a, is a bit of a, a cheapy kind of stadium, I suppose. I don't know. I, I like stadiums that have good looks to them. So, like, I do like San Francisco. I do like Pittsburgh. I like stadiums like yeah. that. I don't think I have much play into to the the different levels of, of hitting home runs and stuff like that, the short porches or whatever. I like the look of different stadiums. I think that's what I like enjoying when I watch a game is, is stuff like that. So, Are you on a beanbag? No, like what are you talking about? Oh, on his lap, I think. <laughs> so there's a sound like uh, the jangling of poker chips. And my phone only, was just ringing, like only my cell phone was vibrating, but like I can't turn that off. And like. every time you move around is when it happens. I Those don't know what's going on. When he laughs, it's like, like, when he laughs it's like it's on your belly. I, well, it is on my belly. It's a tablet sitting on my lap. I'm laying on my couch watching the game and having a glass of wine. Like, what do you want? This is how I'll get my revenge on five up. I bet 365. That's the poker chips. He keeps winning. He's yeah. making prop bets on the Jays game. Yeah. Yeah. Real time. Like I'm just sitting here with the tablet on my lap. Jesse with his free spins at the casino. Right. That's a okay. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't wait any longer. I got a new thing and uh, I want to try to see how it goes. It's not that original, uh, but it's been stolen from so many people. I don't even know where it originated, but it's kind of a role play game. Right. So well, I'll put myself you, on mute so I don't ruin it. Each of you, well, you're going to start here, actually. Each of you are going to take a turn playing a different character, right? So we'll start with, with Jesse. You're Shohei Otani. 
you're in Mal's office to voice your concerns about him wasting Stop. your great career on Stop. a mediocre team. What do you say to Mal? I'll say, where do we get this guy Ward leading on the lead, the leading the top of the lineup? Why did we're we leading our division go? right now, aren't we? Aren't they in the in the first in the division? Oh, LA? Yeah. Or no, we're talking second? about Mal's team. We're not talking about the Angels. We're talking oh. about he's got oh, to talk Mal's to Mal team. about his team, which is not in first place in his division. No. Oh. 16 and 18. Oh. So he's how could Mal. you get rid of Ward? How could you he's get rid of my boy Ward? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Didn't you see what was coming? <laughs> yeah, geez, you call yourself a G Abbott. You couldn't spot that talent. <laughs> All right. Well, you took it pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mal. Yeah. You're Charlie Montoya. Oh, great. You've just been handed Montoya. the VIP Montoya. Okay, thanks. Thanks. You can be the one. You can play at Montoya or Montoyo. I think Montoya was actually uh, okay. yeah. a character on Miami Vice. Was, right. I was going to say Tony Montana. Yeah. So you've just been handed the uh, VIP viewership rundown, and you see that Justin Drummond has taken a break from watching your team because you're bumming him out. He's only watching wrestling now, just all wrestling all the time. And says, and that says it right in your hand there in, in the paper. It's telling you that information about Justin's viewership's trends. So you've got to talk to Justin to try to get him back. What are you telling Justin? Why, why not to be bummed out? Come back, watch from Jay's game. I'm gonna tell him that we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a fight in the clubhouse for him. We're going to have a wrestling match on our team. <laughs> and you're banging your table gonna, there. You got we'll right. somebody through it. It's going to be Alec, like Manoa, Alec Manoa against all comers. All comers versus Alec Manoa. So nice. So you're going to bend. You're going to bend for him. I'm going to bend for him. Yeah. You, you could just sign uh, Kawasaki as anything. And that would bring would him back. Joy. Or, or George, George Cato. Both he gets, you know. Where'd he go? Did somebody claim him? George Coteau? I don't even know. He did get claimed. Oakland? No, where did he get claimed? He did get claimed by somebody. He did, didn't he? Yep, he did. Who? I'll look it up. Hold on a second. He did get claimed by somebody. It was the Jays at the start of the year. The uh, current Kawasaki. Yeah, he went somewhere. They tried to. The Mets. The Mets claimed him. The Mets. Wow. Bobby. Are you ready? Your one, your one, yep, has a 25 year old is smoking hot bat looking for more playing time on the Cardinals. You're at the train station by the tracks. A train is coming. Albert Pujols is standing right in front of you. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, I asked him for his autograph. <laughs> That's a good answer, and I, actually. And then I ask him why he's at the train station. <laughs> yeah. It's old time. It's old school baseball. It's uh, it's <laughs> a train trip. It's a train road trip. Okay, because yeah, there was other options which you could have done, but I'm I'm glad you chose that one, and you're not. That was quite good. Quite good. Yeah. The next one's for Bobby as well. You ready? Your Yadier Molina's mom, little Yaddy, <laughs> calls you and says, "Mom, I don't know what it is." But even with the new really slippery balls, I can't take a walk. 79 plate appearances, no walks. Mom, should I retire from baseball? What do you say uh, to your boy? Well, it runs in the family because his two brothers couldn't walk either. So I guess between the three of them, they couldn't figure out how to walk. 
um yeah that's the only thing i got okay all right so he but should he retire now mom keep playing slippery balls and all no he, he's not getting paid to, to i'm take amazed walks. bobby let me get away with the slippery balls i actually said to myself make sure you say slippery baseballs or bobby will be giggling for a half an hour and we'll <laughs> oh, I, I, I heard it i heard it um and then i messed up and, and <laughs> Drummond's gonna love this part of the podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is the JD section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So retire or not, mom? No, you're not getting paid to take walks. Okay, all right. Give That's up the paycheck. That's you a kidding? good mom. Stick by your boy. Oh, uh, Mal, you ready? We're back to you. You're Anthony Ghost. You've waited 35 picks in a supplemental round to be drafted by Mal. Is Mal officially a dick at this point? For not no, picking you? No, no. We've got a side deal. Don't worry. I mean, side deal. not quit. You think you can wait on him? I you think sure I you can wait. wait on him? I think I can wait. He, I'm telling you, he was on the list. He was okay. like, if a couple of my picks, which strangely enough, weren't taken by other guys, if if one of them had happened to not be there, Anthony, so we have the deal. Like, if you're still around and round, you know, now 37 or 8, 45. I'm going to come call. I'm going to come, which is quicker than I came calling last year, actually. So I I think you've wanted to pick him, but you're just like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it from everybody. I totally wanted to pick him. Totally wanted. (laughs) I was going to take him any, like in the regular draft, just because, you know what I mean? Right, right. Just your calling card. You got a calling card. Yeah. Why deny it? Why deny yourself? Right. Um, Guys, you got to have. Last one. Jesse, you have a friend whose hockey team keeps losing in the first round. No, wait, I'm sorry. I kid, I kid, I just. So you're Vince McMahon, and you just checked your VIP viewership rundown and found out that Mal Romanin talked Justin Drummond into coming back and watching baseball, which is obviously very concerning to you. Now you're going to talk to Justin and tell him why he shouldn't watch the Jays and he should just keep watching more wrestling than any one person should ever watch. It's <laughs> a great question. I mean, I'm going to bring back the bra and panties match. I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hey, a stellar. Hey, we're all watching. We're all watching. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what I, mean. yeah, yeah, I think I'm Charlie Montoya is dropping out of the setting and getting kicked out so he can go back and watch that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if the bra and panties match ain't right, I don't. Want, I don't want to be. Well, right. then we're going right back to the mud wrestling. Right, right into the mud <laughs> well, wrestling. Well, I mean, is Stacy Keebler still available? I don't know. Right. Wow. Okay. And that's, well, and that's for you, JD. That's all for you, big boy. <laughs> well done. So that. So there you go. That was that was role play. I thought that went okay. I thought it went we can probably bad. do that again. That was yeah. that was pretty good. Yeah. 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 So thumbs up. Thumbs up. We're, we're thirty four games through the score sheet season. It's an interesting place to be. I want to start to to me the team that fascinates me the most out of looking at the four of us is Bobby's team. Because he's 17 and 17, third place in his division. Pablo Lopez has an ERA of 1.05. Joe Ryan, 2.39. McGill started well, but his ERA is up to four and a half at this point. Wayne was at 3.15. Dakota Hudson, 3.06. What's going on that the rest of your team isn't supporting your starting staff? Is it bad matchups? An inordinate amount of that. What's, what's happening? I think it's just unlucky. 
Uh, and word has it now that Harper is a partial tear of his elbow. That's I think he's okay. still so, playing though, right? He's going to still DH it. Yeah, they, they said that he can DH and not throw, but I don't know about that. I mean, it's, it's obviously going to hamper him a little bit. Um, I'm not concerned, but at the same time, I'm concerned. I know that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I Maybe it. I should have thought that one through. Um, <laughs> the Phil Rizzuto right there. Yeah. But uh, pitching, obviously, I, I feel like I'm in a better spot than I ever have been because of the fact that, like, Lopez is just unreal. Yeah, it's um, crazy. Joe, Joe Ryan, for the most part, has been unreal. Yeah. I still got Lance Lynn coming back from uh, from injury. And I, I think they just he, transferred to the 60-day today, too, is what I read. I think. I don't know if that's... But I think, I think he's he's still due to come back beginning of June. Is he, yeah? Yeah. So it depends when it's dated from, probably. You're right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've got some holes. I still need to improve third base. Uh, I still need to improve middle infield, but I can try to work on that. Um, I think if there's anybody that I, I should be looking into trading, it should be either Harper or Stanton. Stanton's having a really good start to the season. Had a great week last week, right? And he hit like four home runs or more. Right. And one of those stretches of Stanton. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll take I really Harper from you, Bobby. I'll take Harper. Will, will you? Yeah, for sure. You got a third baseman for me? Yeah, I do. Justin Turner. He's all yours. It's all yours. Hasn't he been crap this year? He hasn't been great, but it's coming. He's but been he's coming young. around. He's been coming around. Yeah, he's he's a young up and comer. So hey, Justin you can Turner. count on him. You know what you're gonna get. Right. Nice red beard. It's got a nice red beard. Like you can like anybody can appreciate a, a nice red beard. For sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I feel like I'm in a decent spot. I'm not concerned in any way. Okay. Mal, you're like 16 and 18. Yeah, I was a back quick start out of the gate. Um, offense is cold, man. Looks offense like you're is like bad. I mean, 3.9 a game. Yeah, that's not a great offense. Um, my boy Laureano got a hit today. That's like celebration city, like a hit. So that's really exciting. And it was a double. So that was, oh, we'll take advantage of that. But mm-hmm. I mean, my rotation's been good, but whose hasn't? You know, whose hasn't? And my bullpen was really sharp, and then I lost, like, Trinan's gone down. You know, Romano's gone down. and got hit a little bit. Uh, McGee, same thing. So, um, so I've gone into some AAA innings that I didn't want to get to. But uh, Some good bullpen guys available, I think, in the draft coming up next week. So, some, really, some, some, really, good, some really good guys, actually, so. Right. There are. There's just so many relievers wow. out there. There are the hard a thing is of them. That's right. Trying to, trying to look through ones and because it's still how many innings do most of them have, and trying to differentiate between the ones that are going to come right. back to a you know a four ERA and the ones that are actually really are good. It's really hard. You know, yeah, that's the thing with relievers though, right? Is that every year there's like tons of guys that end up getting one point something ERAs or whatever yeah. coming out of nowhere, right? Yeah. So. You know what I noticed too, too? Like I had Manoa go twice for me, not this past week, the week before. And he had two great starts and he got blasted both times. And it was, it's the old unearned runs. And don't, it's 
what it's just i'm not saying it's me it just happens to everybody like i feel like they just load stat corrections for offenses they throw in those errors you know what i mean and then guys can get a bunch of unearned runs and it doesn't affect the stats you know yeah and and i don't doubt like that. that and i'm like that was unlucky but what, what are you going to do? You know, I, I can't remember the last time I was in, like angry going over score sheet. And I wasn't even really that angry, but Patrick Corbin pitched uh, the week I played Bobby. He, that week he actually pitched six innings and allowed two earned runs and maybe four hits. It was right. a good week, right? Like it's a decent week. But before that, he was obviously awful. That week he lost three games for me out of the bullpen. He pitched six innings and allowed 15 earned runs. In a week where he allowed two earned runs, you wonder how that's possible. 50, wow. Well, I face some really great offenses, yeah. part of it too, right? Yeah. Like it, to me, it's just one of those things that happens every once in a while. Yeah, like uh, but man, it was hard. Day. It's hard going through it each and every time. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Patrick Corbin's going to lose another game here. He's going to go right. 0 and five for me or something like that. And of course, this past week I got Detmers. <laughs> Frozen no no, of course. <laughs> I, I got, but well, you know, them. we're all. I faced Verlander. Like you just can't, it's almost impossible to avoid, right? Like it's one of the things like Bobby mentioned the one week he faced some really tough opponents. And yeah, I, it's a tough thing for me is if my guy goes six innings and allows two and runs, that's not the lock. It used to be, it no, used to be a, you got a good chance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I got I'm, a couple teams in my division that are going hog wild here and not, yeah. not the ones that were last year. Yeah, even Bobby at 17 and 17, you're only three games out, right, Bobby? And there's like one team ahead. You guys, you're it's actually a fair amount of parity in a league I find actually this year so far through the start. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were all tied for, last week, I think. Except for Jeff, like before, of course. Right. Before before this Monday there, you guys were all tied, right? You guys were yeah, all the same record yeah. going in the last week. Yeah. So so I'm I'm 19 and 15. I've had some crazy injuries, like the Eddie Rosario having emergency eye surgery. Clint Frazier the same week had an emergency appendectomy. Clint Frazier, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, Chris Bryant, who started off really slow, and he's been out for a while with uh, some back issues. Louis Castillo just came back. I got, you know what? Some good news last night. Brady Singer came back, which, you know, shame on Kansas City for whatever the hell they were doing with him. Um, but he pitched great last night. So that was good to see. Stuff, stuff. Yeah, he's going to be he, stuff. Did well, he start? Baseball. Yeah, he went, he went seven, too. He went seven, wow, struck out nice. nine, no runs. Nice. So. Uh, nice. That was good to see. CJ Cron's been pretty good for me. Um, but, you know, 19 to 15 isn't bad. Just trying to hang in there. And I, and it's hard to hang in there because we get to the next person here, which is Jesse, yes. who's yeah. the class of the league right now. He's what, – what are you right now? Oh, I didn't put your record down here. You're like 27 and 7, right? Yeah, I, I, somehow. Like, again, I was surprised every week I keep winning games. I think, like, my pitchers I, I don't think are doing as good in, in natural life as they are in score sheets somehow. It's It's remarkable. Like yeah. I think there's a a one point something ERA difference with with Darvish and stuff, right? Like, You're it's like it's crazy. Bay Lightning of score sheet here. I know. I'm just cheating enough just to win. Just cheating enough just to win. You know, I don't know how, but yeah. like it's remarkable. Like I'm not getting those bad starts from Nick Martinez or or Hernandez or anything like that. Like you're not hitting that. And Bumgarner has been a revelation. Like yeah. he's been remarkable. It's it's unreal. I don't yeah, know how you it got Mus- Musgrove, Montez, Frankie Montez, you uh, right. Darvish, and great Wheeler. Right. Hasn't even really but I mean, Strowman and Wheeler have both been bad. But I, I, in retrospect to Scorchy, they they haven't really been. I mean, Strowman for sure, but Wheeler's actually been surprisingly better than he has been in 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 real life. Right? Like it's yeah. that's why I'm surprised when I come and look at my record. I'm like, whoa! I 
and five and one again. Like I, I don't, I'm surprised it's happening. So I'll take it, but it's, it's like my offense even has been hot and cold. Like Goldsmith's finally coming around. Right. But like Bregman hasn't been good. Uh, there's been a couple other guys that haven't been good. Like in my Lindor, you spoke about it earlier, Mal, like Lindor's been shit. Like, yeah. Like I'm, I, and I'm still somehow like that Ben and Ben and Tenney trade, really, I think really worked out for, for both teams. Really. I think Ben and Tenney might be, in, or John might be in your division. Mal, I'm not sure. It was that? maybe Bobby's. John Meehan, is he in yours? No, he's not in yours. No. No, no but he's – it's Giolato – or not Giolato, that buddy there from the White Sox who really worked out for him, right? The man bun guy. What's his name, Darren? Oh, Kopech. Kopech, right? He's, yeah. he's really worked out for him, and Ben Benintendi's really worked out for me. I think that was a good deal for both teams. So that really has given me a spark there in the bottom of my lineup. I think it's helped me out. So my, my RBI leader actually last week was, was Sean Murphy of all people. Like he was leading, he was wow. leading the league in RBIs going to last week somehow. <laughs> like and it's because like he's sitting in the guys lineup. Ahead of him? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got Goldschmidt. I got, I had Ben and Tandy and I had Chris Taylor all hitting in front of him yeah. or so like they're getting on base and he just gets one single. He's knocking all these runs in. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, cool. it's really yeah. I think the way I've I've organized my lineup has really benefited me a little bit. I think with Altuve turning on a little bit and hitting ninth, gets back on top of and on base for for Betts and Soto and those guys to knock in some runs, right? So, mm. and, and I mean to your point about your pitching and stuff, I, this is where I really think defensive metrics and those players' ratings really come into play a little bit, right? Like you get a higher defensive rated players in your outfield or in your infield. I think they save some of those runs that that your pitchers could potentially be given up. No doubt. And and I think maybe that's why my ERAs and my pitchers are are retrospective a little bit lower than what they have in real life because of that, right? Like I mean, I don't know. There's got to be a reason why there's a defensive rating for players, right? It's got to factor in somewhere in the game. Oh, it's right? a big mystery. Conspiracy. It could be conspiracy too. Like I wouldn't totally disregard that. There could be some sort of Jesse Seguin conspiracy <laughs> happening and I mean, pay, not, paying him right? a little under the table or something. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Extra ten bucks to, to right. tip the scales of my yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're paying some money to the trophy uh, factory yeah, to lessen the yeah. cost. You know, like this, I, I, the trophies yeah, we get. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I, my mantle's looking pretty empty with our third one. So if you just, I'll tip you an extra ten bucks to make the quality a little bit higher, and you just make sure I win this year. I'll blow it in the playoffs, man. I always. And do. you were. And you were getting real trophies. Like, like you know what's a conspiracy? Jesse was getting real trophies when Jesse and I were together and we won real trophies. When I win, plaque. that's pretty good. A plaque's pretty plaque nice. A baseball in it. You know. Plaque's pretty nice. We, the one year we got a ribbon and a trophy. They cut the ribbon right out of the equation. I didn't get like, any ribbon. We got double dipped the one year. We were like, the players we're, we're in the middle of players restaurant putting number ones up posing with our yep. trophies and stuff like we were, got the photo we did like we did the walk around the restaurant table and showing yeah. our trophy off like no doubt. In the, of, the good citizens of thorold were so impressed there's no bigger yeah. no bigger <laughs> nerd move than that right yeah, <laughs> yeah. hey baby yeah. you want to hear about my fantasy baseball team i mean there's yeah. no better yeah. Time. I'm not gonna lie. I think Darren was a little embarrassed when I busted it out. He's like, "You actually brought the trophy with you?" Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about sparks. Uh, we can look at really quickly go over our supplemental picks, the 36th and 37th round picks we made, and and I think the one that jumps out me right off the bat is Mel. You got Glenn Otto. I did. Yeah, I like Glenn Otto. How's Glenn Otto? Are you mocking me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
I don't even know how he's doing. Uh, like he's, he's, he's a, a Texas little... pitcher, so I just yeah. assume that things aren't going well. Is no, it, is I okay? actually like Leonardo. I, I he's got decent stuff, and he's got uh, you know he's, he had he's really tall. He's very tall. Good like, minor league numbers, and he was starting. So I'm like, I, I, I had lost over. You went down, my my boy Bailey over, um, and I kind of kind of looked at Otto, and I kind of like kind of like what he is. I know it sounds strange. I know he's in Texas, but I well, think he's got a chance to do something there. For sure. Like whenever I see a 26 year old rookie first, I'm excited right away. And then when I, I see their ERA is 6.38, I think, well, that's, that's pretty awesome. Like, so I went on totally what I saw. His ERA last year was 9.26. Well, yeah, how many <laughs> but wait, but wait, but wait, in fairness, I got, let me, give me a second, Malinol, because in double A like numbers. Yes, that's right. Let's get to that's where I was going. 65 innings pitch at double A as a 25-year-old uh, with 46 hits and 103 strikeouts, only 14 walks, which I'm sure was a sexy thing that was kind of turning you on. I'm, I'm all about control, as you know. I mean, it's so true. <laughs> Look at Bobby's loving that. I mean, all I need from pitchers is a walk total. Just give me a walk total. <laughs> Anything under two in New York. I love how you try to pretend he was off to a good start. And I had to actually go to baseball reference. You like that start? (laughs) He's had a couple good starts. One in New York, too. In New York. All right. Okay. Sheldon Noose. This is going to turn out like the one where we all couldn't talk anymore. (laughs) (laughs) 20 minutes of laughing. He's got a pretty sick name, though. I mean, Glenn Otto. That's a pretty, pretty automatic, as I call him. <laughs> automatic. I'm glad he made you guys come to tears. He's going to give you 14 out of 10 on that one. Sheldon, uh, Sheldon Noose, tell us how he's doing. Don't make me check baseball <laughs> reference. Not quite, as, not quite as good, but not quite yeah, as good. He's starting, you know, Clint. That's we're looking for some, you know, depth there. So, right. is that hard he, he was it? off to a great start. He was off to a great start. I was just, I guessing at it. I, it it could be any number of ways. I, I don't think know. it's something funky. I think it's like noisy or something like that. What? It's all USA or something. New S or something. It's more like exciting than Glenn Otto. Yeah, and yeah, not noose. Most things are. It's not yeah. noose, which. <laughs> could be appropriate <laughs> right yes yes good that's what you should have brought into your meeting with uh, as shohei otani to talk to the mel brought in a noose uh jesse louis garcia, louis, louis <laughs> garcia we're good aj puck how are you feeling about them speaking of oakland let me regain my composure uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked him. I was talking about Puck, I think, in the original draft. So I think it was a, a mistake pick in the, at, at the time, but uh, it's really working out. He's He's been lights out, actually, to start the season. So it's really solidified my bullpen a little bit. And and Garcia, I think, is like another guy I was thinking about drafting at the beginning of the year that he's got to get a shot in Washington again. I mean, look what they're rolling out at second base and shortstop. Like, it's it, it's 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 going to come, and he's just tearing up AAA. So I think it's a matter of time before he gets called up, and and I think there's something to his bat as a second baseman. So, I hate names like Louis Garcia because I 
Like searching that in baseball reference means you have like 70 options, and I always pick the wrong Louis Garcia. Yeah, I'm just going to give up on Louis Garcia. Yeah, I did the same thing. There was like 16 of them. I had to cipher through to make sure I was finding the right guy. But but he was yeah. a guy I was tracking since since the draft because I I knew he's, he played last year a little bit, and I think he played the year before that a little bit. And he mm-hmm. just he was 19 playing in, in the bigs, right? So yeah, you know, but he's always been a pretty decent hitter. He he doesn't strike out a lot. Like he gets on base pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think his big knock was his defense at the time and in the infield. And I think it's just a matter of time. Like like. Yeah. I'll say these Escobar is hitting 170. Like you're gonna keep rolling that out. You might as well right. this guy's shot. Yeah, so, Washington like, seems lost at bad. sea. So you know, bad. and then, and then you t- we talk about Mike Trout all the time. How long is Juan Soto going to stick around and hang in? Well, that, they're talking right? that they're going to trade him. I'm like, what? Right. Well, why not? Like he's probably like trading. Like I don't want to be here yeah. for this. Like, I saw I'm somebody. Hitting, I'm hitting him behind Cesar Escobar and 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 I'll say these Escobars. The guy they're going to knock in him base, right? Like. I saw somebody on Twitter cobbling together a Jay's offer for, for him. And I was just like, what are you really putting Biggio in this deal? Uh, you know, it was all like, it was, it was second a lot tier, of suspects. Like, tier, uh, do you yeah. know who you're talking about here? Like you're talking mm-hmm. about it was one an of the great kind of players mystery, of all right? time. Like, yeah, like the old speech. yeah, Tim Dick would always make those deals. Like, you know, yeah. we'll trade for John Tavares before we got John Tavares. Yeah. We'll yeah. we'll trade him like you know, and it'd be like 17 guys who <laughs> are either in the Marlies or you know in yeah. the press box for most yeah. games. Lonnie Bahanis, uh, <laughs> Gary Volk, uh, right. uh, uh, for for Eric Lindros. It's common. I feel it, man. I heard it. Yeah. I, it's yeah. common. It's like but and I got uh, Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll just finish off really quick because I got Joan Duran from Minnesota, which was just, I mean, do we need something nice for two? Yeah, for reliever, why not? And Steve nice Wilson pick. from the Padres, who I, I watch pitch a lot and I kind of like him. He's tapered off a little bit, but I need some pitching, right? Tough yeah. to uh I was I was Both picks were nice. at that point. Man. Wilson was the guy actually I was wanting to take when I took Buck because I think I picked you before you, right? So yeah. He was a guy I was thinking about taking, and for whatever reason, I didn't save my list or I just messed up at the time. So, again, it worked out well, but he's a, another reliever I really liked as well. Well, one thing I don't know if we talked about it was like the amount of effort you have to put into this pool at this point to go through the relievers is insane. Right. Like, it's just yeah. crazy, man, to be able to like just have a look at them, like to have some kind of feel for them. There's so many. Yeah. And you talked about that in the original draft, right? Like, you guys didn't yeah. even look at it until round 20 because just like there's no time to focus on right. taking a reliever at this point right? right there's so many guys and they're all the same and you're just waiting and again i've always been on the the train that you can pick up a reliever throughout the season no matter what and build your bullpen right like i was never tied you, to, we've been we've been burnt a few times not having a bullpen though like 100%. you know what i mean like i think we, we got better at doing that but it's definitely it's, it's definitely. a bit of a risk sometimes but it's always something you can you can improve throughout the season, right? It's harder to find yes, an impact bat or an impact starter yeah. than it is to find a closer and a, a pretty fairly good reliever that to, to lock it down, right? Like yeah, you can like go if look- you're looking for a position player, like Bobby's looking for a third baseman, you you know that if somebody kind of asserts themselves as a really good third baseman, then there's probably only one of them, and there's probably five teams looking at them at least exactly. Right. And like, the, so the supply demand factor is just brutal for the position players, you know, and the cost effectiveness too, right? Like you may give up a, a round 40 pick for a good reliever or a, a decent prospect or something yeah. where you may have to give up three or four significant pieces to get a, an impact bat at a third base position. Right. Just because it's so thin. Like, 
I still am amazed at how thin third base is in particular. It Doesn't is. it seem disproportionate? Like catcher, we kind of get because of all the injuries and everything, and guys just get worn down over time. But it used to be so, such a premium position with a bat. Third base. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And now it's really like a, a really thin layer of, of good to excellent players and then like good luck you're you're just flipping a coin and hoping for the best you know well not a lot of power bats anymore either right i think a lot of third basemen nowadays don't hit for a lot of power you're looking mm-hmm. for guys who who have decent average or or get on base like some of the guys like like bomb for example he doesn't have a lot of home runs like like is he, not playing, is he playing third base at all or is he just playing first yeah. now no he's playing third base the whole time okay because i've seen he's him actually play hitting pretty first. well since his three error game actually he's only gotten an error since that time, oh, nice. when they had that game with the three airs. So they've actually pointed that out. He's actually improving a little bit at third base. But since the old right. uh, famous, I hate this place. Yeah. yeah. Lips right. reading yeah. moment. <laughs> right. Awesome. Right. But he's also hitting like 300, like, but he doesn't have a lot of power, right? Like he's got a decent Which on is base. Kind of what he does. Like he's, and it's funny because he's six five. Mm-hmm. He's a big dude, right? But yep. his stroke isn't, isn't made for that. But that's fine. Like if you can hit 300, get on base. And I mean, that's, pretty but, positive right? but i'm in the game i'm watching right now the jays game they got suarez and and chapman at third base and none of those guys are lighting it up right like it, it to your point it's just a really thin position nowadays yeah. usually you're looking for the third base to be your corner outfielder or corner infield right. to be your power chapman, guys chapman reminds me of a classic kind of 70s 80s third baseman you know yeah. like a greg nettles kind of guy like hit 240 uh with some power amazing defense like he's reminds me of Ed Sprague in a way yeah. I mean, the problem is, is he going to hit 240? Like, that's like he obviously has some pop, but it's kind of, it's like the guy you kind of figured out. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. pitchers have kind of figured out hey, he's a phenomenal third baseman. Holy smokes. But well, we should talk about this. I mean, while you're on it, I mean, what are your thoughts on where the Jays are at right now? It's still early, but what are you, what's your take on it? Who's up? You. Well, me. Um, <laughs> I think they'll be fine. I mean, I mean, they're, well, it doesn't take much for this incredible lineup to look pretty bad if you get a couple of, you know, injuries, um, you know, but I think that's pretty common in mo- most teams in the league. Um, I think the rotation is going to be pretty, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to argue. Um, it's better than most as far as ability. Uh, hasn't gone as Bobby's well. Bobby's boy really coming to his own, eh? Holy smokes, he's had a couple of good starts in a row. Who's that? Kikuchi. Bobby's guy there. Yeah, and I mean that's right. And so so Rio goes down. Rios hasn't been great. He was good last night. And then Kikuchi stepped it up. I mean Gosman is ridiculous. And of course Manoa's yeah. been great too. Um, I think the bullpen's iffy still. I mean it. I don't know. I mean I think they'll be fine. Like I said, in this day and age, they're getting to the playoffs. So there's not a lot to worry about. It's what they do to acquire some people and see what kind of run they can make. Um, I think the Yankees are going to really come back to the pack at some point. They just don't look like they're all that great. I mean, that bullpen is t- tremendous, but again, you get an injury or two, which you always do. And they're running Chapman out there. And I just don't, I you guess you gotta, but he's not the guy you want in the ninth inning anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think the Jays are fine. I, I, honestly, I think they should be okay because especially because of the format. I mean, it's the playoff format. It's just not that, difficult right and that's kind of the sad thing here right now because we could be having a really interesting conversation about the jays 
but we don't have to because you know what? There's so many teams make the playoffs. They're going to make playoffs. And how many and times we'll in years past, Darren? We're talking. We just can't get too far behind. Yeah. So well, you just can't get too. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And I find that sad, I guess, in a way. But I don't know if people like it. I guess. But I've heard a lot of talk about the McGuire and Josh Bell actually for the Nationals. I don't know if I'd like left-handed bat. I guess. I mean, I guess he's a first baseman, but they, I mean, they could use a left-handed bat that's not Tilapia for sure, or whatever his name is. Tilapia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he is is fishy out there. That's for sure. He's, he's fishy out there. Uh, he's uh yeah, he's been, I don't know, have, have I talked about this on the previous podcast? I get so frustrated when people talk about what he is and what he so brings. And I, yes, it's know. kind of died down a little bit because, like, at a certain point in time, it's hard to pretend. He doesn't take yeah. any walks. He doesn't hit for power. He doesn't well, hit for average. Well, what are we talking about here? And the only two left-handed bats I think they have on the roster is is him now and, and Bradley Zimmer, right? Like, two guys yeah, who just yeah. can't hit a lick. Those, those are dogs, so it's like, right? Like, like you had... Yeah. Biggio, who also wasn't hitting the licks, you have no left-handed threat whatsoever, right? and that's a problem. Like you can be had. You need some balance there. Like you that's, can be had. I think that's why they're they're talking about Josh Bell, right? Because he's got a little bit of power and he can actually be a decent hitter. He's actually off to a pretty good start with Washington, and they do. They need something, I think, as a left-handed hitter to kind of complement that roster a little bit. Because really, you're just pumping out righties. They'll strike out Springer, Bichette, and and Vladdy right every time. Like Vladdy hasn't or Pachette hasn't looked very good, and you know, I think his average is down again to start the year. Right, he hasn't been even his off. Even Vladdy, very good. So, Vladdy get a hit tonight? Not yet. During the seven game hit two one Seattle, he's right not. Now. He's not been the same. You know what I mean? Nope. I mean, baseball's hard, man. That's the beauty of it. Like you just don't know from year to year, you know. And it's like you anoint somebody, and you always go into the next season thinking the guys will do the same as they did last season. You know, if we just improve this area, then we're going to be better. Nobody ever yeah. thinks about shit. Guys are going to not play well. <laughs> that played well last year. Right. You well, and, you know, that last season, and we've talked about it a couple of times, Mal, like, boy, that was a bit of an opportunity loss because you had guys maxing out. Like, it's hard to see Semyon have that great of a year. Oh. Uh, you know, and, and Vladdy have that great of a year and some of your pitchers. Mm-hmm. Be really T. Oscar great. Hernandez, you've been saying it for yeah. a couple of years, right? Right. And, and you didn't you didn't even make the playoffs. Right. So that's kind of a, an opportunity wasted, I no. think, there for the Jays. I don't know if I'm right. I just feel like I am. But I don't think Bichette hit 300 in double A or triple A or at least triple A. And it's like. All it was of a probably young them to for... hit it all the time. Like it's a given. You know what I mean? It's like it's not linear like that. You could look. I can't look, but yeah, I... he was younger oh. for his age because he's only twenty-two now. Is not he? that he he's wasn't still... good. I'm not right. He was that. always he was always young for the level he's playing. Yeah, at, I'm not saying but, he wasn't uh, good. Of course, but his minor minor league average was uh, three twenty-one. But what so, was he? I don't know. Maybe you were or... right or maybe wrong. But three twenty-one career average. Do you want me to check to see if he batted yeah. three hundred in the individual yeah. year? Just well, his, his, his career average in minors was 321. Well, you could hit, yes, he hit over 380 in fucking single A if you want. I'm just curious. Oh, I can, okay, I see so, what you're saying. Like, I'm you're just, reaching for this, but oh, I'm not okay, so for it. Oh, 427 in the rookie league, and that's 91 at bats. Yeah. In 2017, he was 362 and 500 at bats. A no, Mel's right. A, in a, double A and triple A, he never hit over 300. It gets harder. Well, the minors, though, he just said, like, so he no, had two said AD 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 AD. double A and triple A. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did. 
Sir Paul Double A hit Mel. Double A hit two eighty six. I'm sorry. Okay. And then Triple A hit two seventy five. See that? I mean, and then you come up and you you excel. The guy's a good hitter. I'm not like, but it's just not that easy. Like it's just everybody expects three hundred plus and. Yeah, it's it's not that easy. You, you know what though? Like I think the other levels do matter when you consider he's twenty at double A. Hundred percent. I'm not saying it wasn't AAA, good, right? I think yeah, he's yeah, a hell yeah. Of a I, get, I get what you're saying. Like yeah. maybe the expectation that it's just like That's punching the I'm clock saying. that he's going to hit three hundred, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it just look what happened. Like he started slow last year too, didn't he? Were we all riffing on him last year, saying like Bo's been a problem well, and well, it was a and then, then all of a sudden he, he turned it on after the All-Star break and was almost automatic. Like that's what really got him over that 300 hump, I think, was after the All-Star break where he was hitting almost everything. Yeah, And he, he finished with 30 home sure. runs. Like he was sure. really slow out of the gate, I think, last year too, right? For sure. So. Yeah, I was just looking at for the months here, but I think I scooted by it. So uh, first half last year. Oh, I'm, you know what it is? I'm in this year, so that's why there's no first half, second half. Let me go to last year, and I'll, I'll give you guys a quick breakdown. First half, second half. So 825 ops in the first half, 831 in the second, 260, 265. So pretty much even all year long. Through right? April and May, he was a little low, right? So yeah, I, I get, And then he went yeah. 327, 337. 350 yeah. in September and October. Yeah, because remember last year's episode, you were talking about him just not being good. Like we were talking about him not being great, right? I think there was yeah. questions. I think we we're talking about him being an issue, right? And then all yeah. of a sudden, he just turned it on and became kind of what well, we're he has to be. Like he has to be above average offensively to me to make up for. I don't know if it's just a lack of a attention to detail out there on defense. Like he just gets too loosey goosey at times and tries doing stuff that that it's okay for me to try in my softball league and throw right. one away right. but he just he doesn't because i you know i watched too much tony fernandez as a child but he's uh yeah you can't do it at the major league levels offense he does it i think well especially with vladdy at first base it's not the most athletic but he's been but you know funny he's thing good. is he's, he's been pretty been good. good there like you know he's been good no doubt. i wanted he's to mention biggio i think is an interesting guy because I, I to me i just see a guy who's entirely lost his confidence Oh yeah. Like he just seems he's a lost sheep up there, man. Like he just like stuff's happening to him. He's not and it's I don't know, are the Jays on the hook for that a little bit by kind of messing with them a fair amount? Or what are your thoughts well, on well did Mel always say he could never hit a fastball? And that's really always been his his downfall, hasn't it? Like I remember you saying he always had trouble hitting but it's such an upper fastballs. Swing. And he kind of straightened it out a bit when he got in the higher levels of the minors a little bit. But mm -hmm. it, it's still there. I think it's almost returned a little bit. So as you get up, guys are just attacking him upstairs with fastballs, and he just can't get to them. Exactly. He's swinging right through. It was prevalent yeah. in the playoffs there, right, where he was swinging through high heat, and you're looking for that big base hit or something, and he's he's striking out or something, right? So yeah. it's a shame because he was kind of when he was going good, he was a nice compliment to that offense because he takes a lot of walks. He's a patient guy to play. You know, had a nice approach. Bobby, yeah, I thought he'd be a good leadoff hitter for sure. Yeah, 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 and they have so many guys that are free swingers. It kind of worked out. Bobby, you have any thoughts on the Blue Jays? You've been pretty quiet during this. Any thoughts? I haven't. I haven't watched a single Jays game, so I am just letting you guys have at it because <laughs> I don't have any insight on what's going on there. More than fair. We got 
so does anybody else have anything they want to talk about before? I mean, I, we could always look at some betting odds here to finish her off. Does anybody else have something? Why don't we talk check out? Or why don't we check out the, the statistics so far and our picks from the last episode? Whereas when sitting at, you know, the t- the teams you picked. No. Nah. No. <laughs> You're not I, doing well. Uh, the, the guy, the guy, the guy who has Cincinnati says, "Nah, why yeah, do yeah. that?" I, I I thought you were going to ask me about my supplemental picks. There you go. Oh, you yeah, talked about- skipped over him. I should have because one is an important. How have we not talked about Albert Pujols pitching? <laughs> right, I've got it written down <laughs> on my sheet here. Albert Pujols pitching, which was the moment of the year for me. I can imagine I can two imagine home runs. That uh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he give up a couple home runs? He I did. saw a brief snippet of it. He did. It was pretty hilarious watching him pitch because everybody was loving it. Like the other team was just roaring with him on the mound. Um, and then he gave up the home run and he was, he turned around and he was looked at the infielders. He's like, what are you guys doing? And he was like blaming them. And it was a pretty good moment, but right. yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. So was, was Albert a pick like, Emotion was there? Did was it somewhat pragmatic? Um, did you need uh, a, a right-handed bat? I tried to remove all emotion from it, and then I realized how often can you draft a guy and plug him immediately into the cleanup spot of your lineup against left-handed pitching? So that was that was it for me. So he got um, a good. I imagine he has a good split. Yeah, his to, numbers uh, his numbers against left-handed pitching is very good uh i think his slugging goes up like 60 or 70 points or something like that against uh wow. left-handed pitching that's extraordinary um, so yeah he he automatically became my cleanup hitter against uh against left-handed pitching so even if he plays twice a week for me that's that's fine by me because he was better than uh christian walker from arizona so yeah he was off to a rough start Hit some bombs if that was it, right? How about Nomar? Is Nomar up now? Nomar Mazar. He's not. He's not. He's uh, at the time I picked him, he was hitting like 420 in AAA through like 50 ish at bats. Um, everybody in their outfield in San Diego has been dog shit. Like just awful. Like Grisham's been bad. Uh, Profar had a wonky start. Like his slugging was. A thousand, but his batting average was 200. Um, I just thought that he had an opportunity to play, but for some reason, he's not on the 40 man roster in San Diego. And I know there's all kinds of wonky things. You got to, when you add a guy, you got to put a guy in waivers, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how that works. Mal could probably figure that one out for me, but Mal. Um, Do you want to give us your, uh, we'll have like a segment. Well, you only have so many. And if I you didn't have, give you your lead in. If you need that, I've got a 40 somebody's No, they don't have to if you've got fewer than 40 guys on. But usually in the, during the season, you have 40 guys on your roster. So you got to – that's where the waivers come in, right? You just can't send a guy down. Um, if you're taking them off, you're 40 men. Somebody's got to go through waivers. So, I, Robbie so, Cano was more important, I think. So Right, right. <laughs> Robbie Cano, don't you know? Yeah, yeah. Profar, how about that for prospects, eh? Like he was a can't miss guy. It just who's missed. <laughs> just yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, it's funny after a while we start to think of guys that are like top 10 prospects, like for sure. They can't miss, they won't miss. And you see all sorts of guys. Dominic Brown. 
Dominic Brown, Trent Grisham. <laughs> uh, Grisham's really remember, struggling. Remember Scott Refcorn, Darren? Scott, I do. Chicago White Sox, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Another can't, can't miss. miss. Low walk totals. It was. He was kind of like uh, the. <laughs> I never had him. I never had him. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, it's, you you never know, right? All sorts. Of, and that guy, Sam Militello, <laughs> who couldn't throw a strike to save his life. Yeah, I just go look at his minor league numbers there just for fun sometimes. He, he wasn't a camp, didn't miss because he hit for a couple of years. He hit. Yes. Yeah, true. Yeah. Good point. That is. He was gone. Anybody Bobby anybody? mentioned uh, uh, Pujols pitching. How cool was it to see Rendon. Buddy there in LA switch sides Rendon. to hit a home run? Wow. I guess, the, I guess the player. I guess the yeah, position yeah. player. Yeah. Phillips, right? yeah. Yeah. Brett Phillips goes in, so he matches power with power and switches to the left side to hit a home run. Yeah, I heard cool. some people giving him grief, and it's like, <laughs> I know. Oh, and this is a lot of fun, man. Like, this what is the stuff do? you want to see happen in baseball. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Like, you. I, yeah. you know, you talk about pitch, position players going into that pitch all the time and how it's like, I don't know if you like that or not. But then you got the guy like, all right, well, I'll switch sides then. And, Making it even fight, you <laughs> know. Like, I mean, the game's so far out of hand. Why not have some fun? You know that's I mean? it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sure absolutely. if we were there in the crowd, we would have loved it. <laughs> like, yeah, of course. You know, you know, we were chanting Jerry Stands to come up next. So. Jerry Stands. <laughs> being, you know, it's one of the sad things that uh, Major League Baseball has decided to war against extra inning games. Because I love being at that Cleveland inning game and being there through, what was it, 18 innings that ended up going? 18 innings. We were booing. Yeah. Like, I'm not a sort of guy to boo somebody, but we were booing A-Rod because, let's, you know what, when in Cleveland, let's just go along with everybody. Everybody's yeah. booing That's A-Rod. Right. We'll boo A-Rod, too. That's right. And we, we decided. That was when J-Ram was no hitter at all. He was right. nobody, yeah. Right. Yeah. And we were cheering him, like, extraordinarily. I don't even know why, really. Uh, and Jerry, at that point, why not? Gave up, remember, we were cheering the drummer to get going. The end yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, pound the drummer. Like seventeenth inning, chanting Jerry Sands' name out there in the crowd. <laughs> there's, there's hardly anybody there. But to me, that's like that's a memory you always hold, right? Yeah. I still got my Linder jersey for that that reason alone. Just to remember that game. Still got the Linder jersey. Were they giving them out that day? Was it a yeah, Linder, the Linder jersey? jersey giveaway day? I'm pretty sure. I right? thought it was. I thought it was Bob Feller. Oh, maybe it was Bob Feller. You're right. And we gave the I jersey mean, to the They're so easy to, to, you know, entertain. Well, we got we came to we the two jersey giveaway Bob days. Feller. I think Bob we gave, what I think a, we gave a, away that jersey fun. actually yeah. to the – we gave away that jersey to the fans in front of us because they didn't get one. And oh, we're like, yeah, we're, not even, right. we're not even Cleveland fans. You guys can have our jersey. Yeah, that's right, because I gave away one of mine, I think. And then you gave away the Linder jersey to that fan who called you Uncle Darren. Is this your uncle? You get remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. He wanted to buy your jersey off you for twenty bucks. Like you just have it. <laughs> like it's like uncle. Is that what I said to him, yeah, yeah, because I don't care. Yeah, he's like, can, can we... I buy that off you? We didn't get a jersey. Like you could just have it. He's like, is this guy your uncle? We're like, all right, give my jersey back. <laughs> it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Those guys were Toronto guys too. They were dicks. Um, yeah. It's funny. I thought Mal Caroline's going to Cleveland fairly shortly. She's staying at the same hotel that Jesse, Bobby, and I stayed at. And that train ride into Cleveland is the above ground rail. Have you ever done that? No. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, we should go really beautiful sometime soon. I think actually, now that we can go back to the states and see baseball games, maybe that's something we can do again. Well, we got to at least see a Bison's game. Well, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I've been talking about Pearl Street for a, a year and a half. I think I've been telling everybody about going to Pearl Street. So, yeah, I want to go back awesome. for some for some chicken wings and some some brewery beer there. 
I bet you there's a good chance Ryan going still playing right field when we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably still happening. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the blast. That's what, like the players we've seen there in Buffalo. It's amazing, right? We went and saw Washington, and you got Buddy or it's a big caveman beard. Yeah, yeah, Jason oh, Worth. Yeah. Jason oh. Worth out there playing left yeah, field. Yeah, we saw Trey Turner before he was anybody. Yeah, wow. and I said, that guy's not going to be a major league baseball player. Yeah, you remember, I remember you saying that. That guy's not good because I was scouting him for Which our guy? fantasy team. You're like, Trey Turner. Trey Turner. You got to see Ochinko. the league in hits last year, I think. Ochinko, yeah, we got to see Ochinko oh, catch that's not Aaron pretty. Sanchez. That was yeah. Uh, yeah, but the Aaron Hicks, the Aaron Hicks over the shoulder grab, the oh, Kawasaki Aaron play. Hicks. Remember Kawasaki running from second base out to like right field or something like that to make that catch. Kawasaki was nonstop fun, and I got some great pictures of Kawasaki. And one of them, and I think it just—it's everything beautiful about Munenori Kawasaki because uh, a bunch of guys scored. I think three guys scored on the plate on the on the hit. And so Kawasaki had already scored, but he's behind home plate waiting to see what happens with the last runner because it's going to be a close play at the plate. And the picture has Kawasaki making the umpire sign, his arms spread wide, the safe sign behind the umpire making the safe sign at the same time. And it's just, that's Kawasaki. The first time I ever saw him, it was Stu and I went there. It was a cold-ass day in Buffalo early in the season. So his first is opening day, and on the big screen out in center field, all the players were singing the national anthem and Kawasaki. I don't even know what he was doing. So there's all these guys, you know, Oh, say can there's all singing along. And then Kawasaki comes on and it's suddenly the Ben, you know, Benny Hill show breaks out. Right. And there's this American guy, like classic Buffalo leather lunged, you know, kind of paunchy stomach, you know, just one of those Buffalo guys. Right. And he just yells out, Kawasaki, you're ruining our anthem. <laughs> it was, it's just ruining our you anthem. got you gotta love, and I don't even think he was that mad. Because how can you be mad at Munenori Kawasaki, Bobby? Maybe you can answer that question because I've just remembered that you're the only person I know who did not like Munenori Kawasaki. It's impossible. Why? It's impossible. I I enjoyed what he brought, but I didn't enjoy what they paid him for. <laughs> who cares <laughs> they were paying him to play and there were much more skilled people to play than than him pay the guy to sit on the bench and be a mascot pay him whatever the mascot makes pay him that maybe ten dollars more yeah. but there's there's 25 year old kids that can do what he does and actually have upside at that point of his career. I mean, I don't want to knock the guy, but there were other options. You could have gone with those other options and said, hey, you can be the bench coach. We'll pay you what a bench coach makes, not what a middle infielder makes. Can I, if I can just uh, respond to that one. And I'm thinking about this. And Mal, I want to hear your opinion because you've been in locker rooms and you know these things. But first off, I don't think anybody who isn't a player can ever have a connection with the players that a player does. Right. So there's like, like you just can't be uh, a bench coach and have the relationship with the players that a player does, right? You're in there, you're part of the gang, either, either you are or you're not. Right. And I think I used to have a guy I worked with who did no work, essentially, his name was Ryan. And he would just go around and entertain people all day, tell me little stories. And people would every once in a while complain to be like, you know, Ryan not doing anything today. And I'm like, don't ever complain about Ryan because he makes every one of us happy every single day. And if that guy isn't here, 
I am having a far worse day. Like, so don't take that joy away from all of us, you know, but how does like, that's my theory on it. You've heard Bobby saying, how does it play in a clubhouse? Do guys actually, does somebody actually think like, you know what, there could be a player here could contribute more than Munori Kawasaki. Oh, they kept him there longer because of who he was. I've never seen anybody unite a clubhouse like Munori did ever. He brought the Latino clique with the white guys, with the black guys, and they everybody loved him. And he brought the whole clubhouse together. Now, you can argue how important that is. You know what I mean? But... I think it is. I believe it is. Um, how do you measure it? Sure. Was there a guy who probably could have produced a little more? Uh, for sure. And But until you are in there and understand that your work environment matters. Like if, Bob, you go to work and some dude makes you happier and maybe slightly less productive than another guy, well, maybe he makes other people more productive or, or just it's a better place to go to work. You know, that has an impact. That matters. How do you measure that? That's, that's, I don't know. That's up to you, but they wanted for sure. Money. Like they went to management to say, keep Mooney here. You know what I mean? He's too important in this clubhouse. He's too. Important. And I totally agree that if that other people can add value without the, without the production, because I've got workers at work that do the exact same thing, mm-hmm. but that's what frustrated me from the outside. That's what right. frustrated me. I get it. I, I was, I enjoyed watching his antics. I didn't enjoy watching as a fan, him hitting 220 or whatever at the plate. Right. So that's what frustrated me. With zero yeah, yeah. pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get that. Especially from when you, you, you want more production. I get it. But he, he united a clubhouse like I'd never seen anybody do. Anybody. And, and I think we all really have to judge things on whether, does this make Justin Drummond happy or not? Right. If it does, the then we'll the just day. support it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, we'll go. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. So you know what? I don't think we're really going to have time to do a yeah, whole fine. betting thing, but we'll leave it for for another day. Well, all and those, I all the like stuff that. will still be there. I kind of like that because that's all you get everywhere else. So maybe we should, you know. Yeah, you know what? Help. Like the last time, like just think about this. Last year we did the betting thing, and I jokingly said that's good because you know not enough people talk about betting. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, man! And over wow. the course of a year. It's become Bobby. Do you watch hockey at all? Have you watched the playoffs at all this year? Uh, it's on the TV once in a while. I see the the stuff that's on the intermissions, and they talk. Uh, yeah, I, I've yeah, seen like a lot Cabby, of it. It seems like a yeah. waste of Cabby, by the way. Justin and I it were talking about it. Seems Cabby. kind of a shame because I like Cabby. Uh, but it's it's just so it's everywhere, man. It's like the only. I feel like it's become the only filter. Like when you're. Like the fact I say to somebody the one time, you know, I'm just sick of like 90% of what we do is bait, like as any sports fans now is complain about refereeing. Yeah. You know, both, both fans from both teams are complaining, are chopping up video and being like, look at this, I'll miss this John boy. That's pretty much all he does these days is, is like this, I'll miss a pitch that was one inch of the strike zone, right? Like it's all we do. And, and it's first off, I just think that's a tragic way to be a fan. That's a yeah. shame. Right. But aside from that, then you'll hear people be like, well, there's betting. There's so much betting on stuff. You got to be getting these calls right. And it's like, man, where are we? What are we doing right now? This is a game we're talking about. You know, mm-hmm. it's right. kind of a shame where it's all kind of spiraled into this. It just seems disingenuous to me. And it's unfortunate. Yeah, I agree. So, so wow. many other great stories to tell. Well, on that. Anybody- note- 
yeah yeah i think we're good guys it was a pleasure have a good night yeah you too well i guess we'll uh sure, reconnect to... close this out is it is it still one nothing that's what it looks like yeah oilers game wow. oilers four minutes to start to jesse did you think before we go you could play us some sort of tune with the uh with a laptop on top of whatever the poker chips on your your whatever no poker chips. I don't I don't own poker chips. No, there no, they are but, again. There they are. Don't worry. They're always jingling. They're jingling. I don't know yeah. where the jingle's coming from. I don't know. I like got spurs. I, that maybe you I got some know. cowboy boots and spurs on. I don't know. Like, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Ride don't worry. I'll this. come back with the classic cat next episode. <laughs> right. We uh, missed the cat. The Jesse it's, with it's, the mystery sounds. <laughs> it's been a it's been a whole year since the cat it's came back. It's a new segment. The sounds everyone can hear, but Jesse. We need That's to get right. like a magic hat for him, like Jesse in his magic bag of sounds. Who knows what That's he'll bring right. this week? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. See, you guys. See you guys.